So one thing about my mom, she's always, always been very positive and always has given me lots of love and believed in me. And so even in my goth stage, she really saw it as a gift. And so fast forward now, I don't want to want to fast forward, but the point is my childhood made me courageous. My childhood made me bold and not, not afraid to stand out in a crowd. That's a blessing, right? Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Michelle Joy is a founder of Miracle Mindset, where she helps people tap into the power of the universe through the law of attraction and become master manifestors. She's also a certified soul coach, certified happiness coach, licensed heal your life teacher, and law of attraction expert and facilitator. Her podcast titled Law of Attraction in Action has been heard by thousands and her video vlog titled 365 Days of Joy has helped inspire many on the importance of tapping into your joy every day. She's the author of Thrive and Shine, How to Find Happiness When Life Falls Apart. And she's inspired thousands through her speaking, coaching, and online presence. Sisters, please help me in welcoming the mother hustler, mothering the world this week, the host of the podcast, Law of Attraction in Action, and the founder of Miracle Mindset, Michelle Joy. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Kareen Mills, and I'm your host. We are blessed today to have Miss Michelle Elder, who also has a podcast that I was on, the law of attraction in action. And I'm so excited to hear a different side of her. On the flip side, we always begin to talk about your childhood. So first, welcome, Michelle. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Great. Good. It's awesome for moms today because Portland, Oregon area is snowed in and we don't know how to do life with snow. <laughs> so the whole 
city shuts down and I live in a hilly area. So I'm always very grateful when it shuts down because yeah. I don't want to leave where I live. It's bad. Right. <laughs> right. Safer that way. And my husband yeah. would not let me drive in this types of condition. So yeah. I wouldn't either, but I've tried before and it's scary. So welcome. Thank you. And by yes. the way, I go by Joy as well, Michelle Joy. So, um, oh, good. Using for a lot of people, I always think about names. You know, we always think, well, this is our name, and this is what we should stick with. But I think whenever we reinvent ourselves, it's it's good to change our names. And so, Elder is actually my ex-husband's name. So, um, Joy is not, it's not changed legally yet, but I go by both. So it's very confusing for people. But I want to put it out there because all my stuff is under Michelle Joy. Awesome. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Girlfriend, you can do whatever you want, I know. right? <laughs> I love that, right? I love that. Cool. Well, hey, let's talk about your childhood because I love diving deep into people's childhood only because I believe that everything that we go through in those monumental decades of our life mm -hmm. during our first decade or even second decade mm -hmm. are a huge contributor to a lot of the things that happens to us and things that we do subconsciously when we become adults. So take us through that journey. How was that? What types of things that you can take away from your childhood that you think that is leading you to who you are today? Oh, absolutely. My childhood was extremely impactful. I grew up with a single mom with six kids. I was 18 months old when my dad left. So basically one day he said, I you know, don't love you anymore and I can't handle having so many kids. And my mom was uh, at the time a stay-at-home mom and had no money and uh, no way to make money because she didn't have a job. So you can imagine growing up where at 18 months old, my life, my family fell apart. And so I grew up with a very strong sense of, um, well, I was ignored because they were, my family's so busy. You know, my older siblings had to try to take care of me. They were, they're all uh, four years apart and there's a seven year gap and my brother and I were born and my brother and I are two years. We're all full blood. Um, but during wow. that time, I realized how, you know, I felt so ignored and not loved, but I never complained about it because our family was, you know, just doing the best they could. So mm. instead I bottled it up. And so my childhood was very sad. I, I rarely smiled. I felt, um, I might know my mom loved me, but she just couldn't be there for me. She became a realtor. I mean, she's just, my, my mom is so badass. I just, she's amazing. She should be on your show <laughs> for what she's done. But she, you know, made a find, found a way to make it work. But in order to do that as a single mom with six kids, she had to be gone a lot. So she had to rely on my siblings and, you know, they were teenagers. They didn't really want to have to take care of two little kids. And so my story, my, my tape, what I told myself as a kid is I'm not loved. I don't fit in. Mm. And I'm the only redhead out of six kids. I'm the only wow. I was the dancer. I never liked sports. I'm like the, such the black sheep, Corrine. <laughs> like, I don't know where I came from. You stuck out like a sore thumb. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> but you know, truly, Corrine, that's when I look back in my life and who I am today, I am the person I am today because of you know, I had to find meaning to me, you know, because I didn't fit in with my family. And it's, it's more than just, you know, they don't love me. I purposely, I just felt different. I always knew I was different. Mm. And so what I did actually, which is a funny story in eighth grade, I became goth. And 
And this is wow. in the 80s when nobody was doing this, right? And so, uh, and so my family is, you know, in many ways they did support me. They thought it was weird. Um, but my mom actually really praised me for it because she, she knew I had the courage to be different and she really appreciated that. So one thing about my mom, she's always, always been very positive and always has given me lots of love and believed in me. And so even in my goth stage, she really saw it as a gift. And so fast forward now, I don't want to fast forward, but the point is my childhood made me courageous. My childhood made me bold and not, not afraid to stand out in a crowd. That's a blessing, right? Especially in the speaking oh, wow. world, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of, a lot of us like self-love, self-promotion, um, all these stuff are just now popping up, but, but Michelle Joy has been doing it all her life. Yeah. And I so was really shy awesome. as a kid too. I was, believe it or not, I was really shy. Um, it wasn't until my twenties when I became a nurse that I kind of broke that shell. But um, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting to see who we were then and who we've become and how they relate, right? Which is why you do this wow. show. It's really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to take you back through the bottling part because there's a lot there of what you just said that I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into. And the other reason that I do this podcast is also not only to mother the world, but also to hopefully the people that don't have a mother, mm-hmm. foster children, um, maybe an adoptive child that just don't feel quite um, at home or they belong to, you know, the home that they live in or their adoptive fa- family. And allow those kids in those profound years growing up to really be mothered by people like you and me plugging into my podcast to sort of be mothered by a collective mom, like all of us, learning a little bit from all of us. Because I know that when you're a child, it could be so isolating and it could be so lonely especially when you don't have somebody to relate to. And, and you know that, and I know that because we've been through those moments in our lives. So talk to me about how that feels to bottle a lot of things, because I'm really also a proponent of like minimizing the teenage suicidal rates. And there's a ton of those and maybe social media is just like magnifying everything and maybe they've just been happening all our lives we just are now have so much access to everything and faster than we've ever had mm-hmm. when you talk about that talk about from a kid's perspective as well and really give our children of today and maybe the teenage of today an advice on how you really handle that and what outlets did you go through or did you not have and how do you think you would change that looking back well um you know again during the years when i was goth it was um a really fascinating time for me because it there was a part in me and i was you know 14 at the time Mm -hmm. and i there's just this little seed in me that says i'm gonna be me no matter what So that was like, it was, my internal was not able to express it because I was so shy. 
and I couldn't tell people how I felt. So what I did is I did it externally through how I looked. Mm. And so my physical stance became my expression of, yes, I'm different and I'm okay with it. It was like this power within me. Um, but I, again, I, I did bottle a lot up. You look back at all my pictures. There's not a lot of pictures of me when I was a kid, but I, I really smiled. And, um, I had, in fact, there was so much pain that I held on for years Mm -hmm. that I moved away from Denver when I was just barely 19 without like any plan. I, it's not like I moved away to college. I moved to Portland from Denver with, uh, two boxes and clothes and like $200. And I didn't really have a plan. And I just knew I had to leave Denver. And I remember when I left, I knew I was like, I'm never coming back. Like I was so angry at my family. And, but I did have to go back every year. You know, it's, I'm, I love my, I do, I'm really, really close to my mom. I've always been close to her, but so I go back every year and I cry every single year. Um, When you go back or when you leave? No, when I go there, when I'm there, I completely melt down. Wow. I would cry. And it's a thing. It's so deep. So this is, this is the bottled up part. Then we don't have a place to express it when you're young. I expressed it through you know, being goth and being able to express myself externally, but I still was really hurt inside. And I felt like, again, you take five, six siblings and there's my five and there's me, you know, just to be so different from this big family that's so caring or so close and I don't fit in. It's a horrible feeling, right? Be like fishing for compliments. It's not about fishing for compliments. Is if you're looking for evidence, then you're going to find it. And there's no faster way than just to ask. Yes. It's not an imposition. It's not, you know what I mean? And I, whether I've asked for it, but also I just get it, you know, and sometimes I need a boost and I just ask people, I'm like, how have I helped you? What do you appreciate about me? And they just flow. And there's no ego involved. I just ask for what I need. I love that because I think that also is such a huge reflection of, of, how much work you've done on yourself. Oh, thank you. How much investment you make in your own self development and, and personal growth, because it takes some deep work to be able to say, I own my ripple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when we talk, we were talking about earlier in your childhood, you feel like you're not, you don't deserve anything. You don't feel like you're being heard from that to who you are now saying, I own this ish, you know, that is huge. And I think that a lot of women listening to this episode can really learn a lot from your journey of how you've really stood and own your space in this world. And not only that, teaching it to other women. Thank you. And it's, uh, let me just take a second to receive that because it it feels like a compliment and I want to model for everyone, you know, that if someone acknowledges you in the beautiful way that, that you just did for me, that you're being a mirror for something that I didn't even, nobody had ever said the words you just said to me. So I want to take a moment to say, (sighs) thank you. And I I really want to receive that. You're welcome. Um, so many times we hear something and like you said, you deflect the compliment. You know, you hear something and you're like, oh, well, you're nice. I'm just having a good hair day, you know, or whatever. 
Um, and I am you know, very aware of how we do that. And because of my core, you know, issue, I try to take a moment to just like let it not just like go in and out one ear, but like really accept it and allow it to go down my, to my heart. Because most of us, I'll never forget, I was doing this event and this woman came up to me and she says, wow, you're killing it. And I said, thank you, because that's what I do. That's what I teach, right? Thank you. And then in my head, I heard me say, what else is she going to say? Is she going to tell me I suck? And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder how many times I've done that, that somebody had said something really nice to me. And I'm like, oh, thank you. But I deflected it in the back end. So I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to disrespect your your wisdom and so I just want to say thank you because you're absolutely right and that's why I feel like it's comfortable for me to own my ripple because I know that it's not been easy Mm -hmm. I may have made it look easy but I know that the courage I've had to face my fears the courage I've had to go for the big asks you know to be asked to be put on stage or to to keep spending blindly sometimes um taking huge financial emotional risks you know to be disappointed um they've all paid off and i promise you it's not been in financial ways i mean the financial part has been nice to kind of prove to myself mm-hmm. that i can do it but to me the the growth as a human you know and the my my unconditional powerfulness is priceless wow. no coach no course no nothing like i i'm a result of the, all the coaching and all the mentoring and all the difficult situations that I've had to grow through. Right. But that unconditional powerfulness is, is priceless to me. And that's what I, that's what I'm here to give. And it's, it's a journey. And I can, you know, I'm in a two year relationship and that's my, in some ways, that's my Achilles heel, that and co-parenting sometimes, wow. you know, but, um, and numbers, you know, and I still Amazing. work at them, but I don't judge myself we're still being in major debt and still not having recovered my credit. It was still feeling like sometimes I put my, my love on a pedestal because I admire him so much. Sometimes I have to remind myself, no, he's your equal. Mm-hmm. We're equal partners. You know, that's a whole new territory for me. You know, wow. so, so it's like, it's, I can be really confident and very powerful in so many things. And, and in some areas I have to remind myself, you know, is my power conditional? No, I, I live to see women be powerful, not from a force standpoint or from a money standpoint, but from an all standpoint. And I do think that the experience of wow. being very powerful is beyond looks. I mean, I weighed at 200 pounds in May and I'm still 200 pounds. I'm very consistent at that. I've never weighed that much, even when I was super pregnant. And that was a, that was a spiritual experience for me in itself because I was like, I let myself get to this point. How? how am I getting to the point where taking Advil is constant, you know, or taking like Pepto-Bismol is normal. Like what happened to me? I used to be a health nut and I'm still decoding that. You know what I mean? And um, I'm decoding it. I'm, I'm like learning. And, but for me, step one is like, can I still show up as a leader? Can I still inspire? Can I still be myself? Can I still feel everything I feel about myself? Even if I'm not, you know, a size eight anymore. I'm more like, I have things that feel that are one X. Does that define me? You know what I mean? Does that make, does that make me less of a leader because I've, I've struggled with my health discipline? Some would argue, yes. Some would argue, no. For me, I was like, if I can only show up, be a leader and be inspiring when I'm a size and a weight, then that's not real. Yeah. 
And no, so I'm I my agree. own laboratory. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love how you just went from not having confidence being heard as a child to owning your ripple in the space and that you make a difference, a huge difference in people's lives to owning your own, um, like blaming yourself, you know, not blaming other people and owning your own. I like, I got myself here and I'm still decoding it. And it's, it's so beautiful to kind of watch the way that you handle things because I think a lot of us um, women, it's easy to blame and point the finger to people or maybe to a food that we're addicted to or, or, or a circumstance, what? you know what I mean? Yes. A circumstance like that for me, for sure. was like my pregnancy. I had a pretty stressful things that happened, not expected. And ever since then, body wise, I've never been the same. And, uh, and I have to consciously, you know, realize that that like, like that, I, there's no reason to feel like a victim of anything wow. because that's like putting your power in the past. You are so super self-aware. Yeah, that I, for sure is my superpower. Very self-aware, and I love that about you. Um, what is that you can advise to women that really have a hard time receiving? Just like maybe a quick advice or an exercise or like you just did, like, oh, I just want to take a pause and receive that. And I think the beautiful thing that you did was you took the pause so it can go into your heart because I think a lot of times we will allow it to go into our head sometimes. And it's really, it loses its power when you do that and not put it in the heart. Hmm. Yeah. When you don't believe it, you're going to discard it or, or you're going to think that um, the person has an agenda or you, you know what I mean? Like you're going to go into your head and you're like, if I take this, what do they, what do I owe them? You know, am I going to owe them something or am I, what's the agenda here? And um, so I know some of us don't trust because we've had experiences with people that perhaps have taken advantage of us or whatever, but look, there's so much I can say about this. And I know in the interest of time, I'm going to think of like quick tips to help women sort of deserve, receive. Right. And the reason why I keep saying receiving is because I'm most known for teaching something called, infinite receiving and it's a it's literally like an operating system of how to think and see the world perspective that will allow you to see to receive in every circumstance you know an adversity and it'll allow you to win more it'll allow you to keep like flowing through things even when it doesn't feel like you're not supposed to flow and this has been true and tested in like with women all over the world i've spoken in the middle east in south america everywhere and It works. It really works when you start seeing the world from an open to receiving standpoint. And so please keep in touch. (laughs) But I can give you, um, and also this whole like philosophy was given to me in a moment of total despair. Me not being this sort of like wise, more evolved woman. I was like really hating my circumstances and really annoyed and really frustrated. I felt like I was in a straitjacket in my own life. And, uh, and in one of these moments, I literally had this point of enlightenment and I got this very important, relevant download that not only has helped me go from, at that point, I was in total drought, again, near like calling it quits to massive success. And, um, 
and now massive self-growth, you know. The success, the limelight was amazing, but this whole year of 2018 has been very humbling because, you know, I had to go back and, and keep my ego in check because that's the first thing that goes, you know? Like, it's like, even as, as humble and as nice as I am, I can honestly tell you that even the money went to my head and I wish I had more saved of all that, right? But this year has been very humbling and, um, and it, I needed to, to kind of slow down to prove to me that receiving is so much more than material things and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this unconditional acceptance, this unconditional power, powerfulness and so many other things. But some of the things that you can do today, right the second, as soon as you hang up with us or you stop watching, the first thing is don't save the best for last. Women that struggle with deservability and with that, with receiving, right? We have a tendency to, like we save gift cards. We don't cash checks right away. We have massages that we don't use. We have plenty of shoes and clothes with tags on that we've never used because we're one day, you know, we will have the perfect opportunity to look beautiful or to pamper ourselves. You've got to stop that. If you buy something, you wear it right away. Um, if you have a gift card, you use it right away. Why? Because you're accumulating this value, but you've received something that is good as cash, right? And you're like stashing it away. And so the message you're sending to the universe, it unconsciously is like, oh, I'm going to procrastinate on me. I'm going to procrastinate on, you're procrastinating, you're procrastinating you basically. You're putting yourself and this opportunity to have some time for you or to look beautiful or something that for you you're putting it off um so that's one thing don't save the best for last we do that even when we eat you you save the best piece of food (laughs) for last right sometimes i order dessert first because i'm like i want the best so (laughs) own this rocket like go with it you know don't save that red lipstick or that underwear for special occasion like today is the day because wow you're going to receive so much more when you apply these tips because it's kind of like you're moving yourself up in priority and standards and everything. Um, the other thing is um, to eliminate the words, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me or no way. So when something happens to you, that's good. Most people will go to the humble, shrinky, I call it shrinking when you make yourself small, right? Yeah. Oh my God oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like you act shocked when good things happen, but you want more good things to happen. So the universe will prevent you, uh, will, will keep you from having a heart attack, you know, every time something good happens. So no yeah. good happens. So act, normalize the good, basically normalize. Wow. When something good happens, don't say no way or oh my God, I can't. No, just say like, yes way. Of course, that needs to be your, of course, things are working in my favor. Because do you think God or the universe wants to see you suffer? No, it wants to see you grow. And the more you accept the good things, the more you will get, right? Another very easy um, thing is, like compliment is a big one, right? Mm. Uh, That's a really common one. It's a big one. Like I was, we've, we've already been talking about this, but if I say something like, hey, listen, congratulations, on your success and you feel uncomfortable with that there's an opportunity for you to like sit with that kind of like what i told Mm -hmm. you right when you gave me that huge acknowledgement and compliment if you if you feel uncomfortable by me telling you something why is there like a limit to you receiving that like what's where's like 
I, I often ask women like, how deep did this go? And some women are like, it didn't, go, it, it didn't, it didn't enter me. Right. Like, or it's just like up here, like I can't swallow it because it just makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> just sit with that and ask you like, why not? And most of the times you're going to think that people are fake or that people are like, not, they don't really mean it. But the truth is, if you think about it, do people really need to come and, and manipulate you or like lure you into something to look if you're in europe perhaps like you know i don't know if you've been to like turkey or countries where they're like ma'am you look so nice so they come on in let me sell you something no <laughs> that's not it you know what I mean? like people can just be themselves and you can just let them say whatever they want and if it's something nice i highly encourage you to accept it why why is the importance because you never know what you're blocking by blocking that compliment you know what if what yeah. if like a leader or somebody, what if I told you, you know, what if I have a, like a straight line phone into like Oprah or something? And I'm like, Kareem, you like you, your efforts are paying off. I see you. I see your beauty. You're shiny. You're radiant. And you're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know? And in my head, like all I hear is like, this woman does not believe in herself. I'm not referring her to anybody. Wow. That's super powerful what you are giving us today because I was laughing when you talk about the gift cards because I literally have two Starbucks gift cards. Send them to me. I went to Quentin this morning or racetrack. I could use some Starbucks. And when you said that, it's so true. We save the best for last and we try to hoard things for whatever, whatever occasion we think that it deserves it, right? And yeah. I'm just over here while you were talking, being really quiet because I'm just like so much jaw-dropping aha moments because I know I do it. Like what, yeah. you're, what you're just saying is I do it. Yeah. And she can just give me all the information, but it's it's like, hey, this is where I learn. I learn by Googling and watching YouTube. I learned, I just built like a sound box so that I can block all the background noise. And I just Googled it and it's so simple yeah. to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because you want to as well. You know, like sometimes I think we, it's the wanting of actually taking it and doing it. And I've given, I, I say, I call them the winning lottery numbers. I've given people like, Here's your million dollar ticket. If you play this, you're going to win a fucking million dollars. All you got to do is play the number. You got to walk there and play it and you're going to win. And people will have 50 tickets and not fucking play them. So it doesn't matter. Like you could have all the information and do fucking nothing with it. And you're, like you're in the same place. So it's like, you don't need all that. I think people think they need all the answers and it's like, you just need to be able to and I think what we give time to, because people say we don't have time. Like, I don't have a team. Probably neither do you. One woman band. I'm, I'm editing. I'm posting. I'm, and I don't have a social media app that I use. I probably should. Oh, well. Too hard right now. I will. You know, I, I edit, record, do all that shit. Breastfeed. Yep. You know, we do all the things we do. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we have support from our partners. If we're in a relationship, you must have that discussion. Yeah. And you, you need to have the discussion with yourself. What am I willing? We don't go out. We don't have dinners. We don't spend money. We don't have vacations. We right now we are in fucking full throttle hustle mode. And I don't, I don't do my nails not because I don't have the money. Now it's the fucking time. I record my podcast when I'm driving instead of listening to music or calling my mom, which yeah. would be 
fun to call my mom, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you go, oh, I don't have time, but I'm watching The Bachelor. Oh, I don't have time, but you know, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't go out with my friends. My friends miss me. I love them. If you're watching, I love you, but you know, I'm hustle mode and yeah. my why is so you got to be willing to not sacrifice, but, you know, time manage and know what's important for you and yes. the shit say no when you need to say no. And I don't yeah. think we do enough. Well, we I, was being, I was being real yesterday because I get a lot of like, how do you manage your time? Like you are so good at it. And I think they just, I, I want them to see that I'm not, I don't have all my shit together. So mm -hmm. I went to CrossFit in the morning and I didn't shower yeah. until the end of the, like until everybody went to bed pretty much. <laughs> and so I said, you know, showering was cause I had to wash my hair, blow dry my hair. Like it takes forever for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And I had more priorities. I had priorities <laughs> to finish. I had things to finish. And so I chose not to shower during the time that I couldn't. Well, I could yeah. if I, but then I would have to sacrifice the thing that was more important than the shower. I wasn't going anywhere. My husband yeah. was complaining about me, you know, cause I showered the day before and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, I think I said that I, this is how you made time for the priorities that you have. And I posted something yeah. about that yesterday. And, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of us um, micro influencers, need to come back and come out of the woodwork and kind of erase all the fake stuff that's coming around yeah. out there that's creating this illusion that you can be this super duper mom when you know we're just trying our best just like anybody else yeah yeah 100 percent. and i think it's good you're right like post your breakdowns post your hard times and moments and you know we're normal it's human shit it's hard it's not supposed to be easy like it looks it's but you're supposed to have depression and anxiety moments you're supposed to like it's normal you're sleep deprived you're exhausted you are the mother energy of the whole house and when you're not okay no one's okay so it's normal i think that we need to normalize that more and make it less about you know um i don't know we pressure ourselves a lot yeah. so it's it's yeah. what you share and i'm Thank you for sharing that because we need more of that. So if you're out there, make sure you share your shit, all the bad yeah. stuff, all the good yeah. stuff. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you love about being a mom? Oh, fuck. My, I feel like I'm a very sensitive, emotional person, but I feel like my heart expanded more than I thought it ever could. Mm -hmm. So I think that the biggest is like, I can get oxytocin and dopamine hits, like <laughs> drug whenever I want to with my kids, you know, or thinking of my kids. So I think that it's a, it's a deep love. And for me and my husband, my husband is first and then my kids, that's uh -huh. how we roll. My kids yep. are going to leave. And if you put your kids first, <laughs> good luck, girl. Um, they gonna go marry people and be on their own and you're not going to be important. So yep. um, for me and my husband, I think like it's that, it's that love that we got to, we got to extend our love for our kids and just the, the gratitude that that has of being a mother and, you know, being able to, I don't know, like to hold space for a child to be who they want to be. Um, I'm a big fan of the conscious parent and Dr. Shefeli's work. I think she's oh, fucking revolutionary. Yep. She smacks me across the face all the time and teaches me a lot of shit about that's the area where I don't have it sorted motherhood and parenting at all. Like I'm all fucked up. Confidence, yeah. I got you, girl. But that's, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. 
So, um, yeah, the biggest teachers, you know, as you know, but beautiful, just the heart expansion. And you really feel, I think when you become a mother, you feel for murderers, you feel for dogs, you feel for birds, you feel for fucking trees, <laughs> you feel it all, you know, um, compassion like no other, I think is my favorite part about motherhood. That's awesome. How do you use some of your motherhood skill set into your business? Uh, I feel like I've been able to use. You have all the right to play victim. And it's so easy to fall into the victim trap. But I commend you for like, staying out of your own way and letting the world know that you are no longer going to be anchored by that experience. And that experience is going to be your ladder to whoever you want to become. And it's just like the stepping stone, right? Like a, a ladder to the peak of the mountain so you can become who you needed to be, who you're made and created to be. So I commend you for changing your mindset on that because that's huge, you know, healing. Yeah. That. Healing is such a long process. And I think that healing is going to be a forever process and you'll never heal a hundred percent. But the more you talk about it, the more you heal. So thank you for being brave. Yeah. Before I ask my last question and let you go, um, tell us where we can find you, what's your website, if you're giving away anything for free, tell us when your book or if you have a website for your book and all that good stuff, just lay it all out and let us know where to find you, girl. Sure. So this is all kind of happening really fast. And so my website's not up and running yet. Um, but when it is, it will just be my name, MelodyThurman.com. Um, my book will be launched on March 9th. Um, and um, that's also when I'm going to be doing my speaking engagement with Shauna. And so um, right now you can find me on Instagram. It's at Melody.Thurman. Um, I have just started, started telling my story on there um, one, one photo at a time. And um, it is incredible the amount of engagement I'm getting. Um, people feeling like they have a safe space to talk is just huge. I had no idea what was going to happen when I started this. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably the best place to find me right now is melody.thurman. On IG. Yep. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And, you know, I want to touch a little bit quickly on how you, you wanted to raise a man in your son that's going to respect women. So if you look through my episodes, um, the way that I do it is per season. And the first 12 episodes, there's 13 seasons in every episode, in every, or episodes in every season, excuse me. And the way that I do it is the first 12 is always a mother hustler, right? 12 mother hustlers sharing their stories and their thoughts and all these good stuff. And the last person on the season is always a man of impact. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to, the first one is a Cambodian genocide survivor, Kilong Ong, who's actually local in Portland. And he talks about how his mother impacted him and how his sisters, he has seven sisters ahead of him, who really mastermind the escape from the killing fields and brought him as a refugee in America. So like super impactful man. Yeah. He's built seven, I believe seven schools in Cambodia to really make a, a difference in the children's lives there. 
And then the second one season, because this is, you're in the fourth season, mm -hmm. the fourth season or the second season, it was uh, finale by Dan Holguin, who is an American ninja warrior, who also was bullied at a young age, went through a really deep, 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 dark depression, and then now is an American ninja warrior. The third one is a super successful YouTuber with 1.7 million um, subscribers, Evan Carmichael. Um, credit his mom a lot. His mom is like a real mother hustler. And awesome. so if you haven't had a chance to listen, those, the way that you're raising your son, and I have two sons too, is the reason that I showcased it, I don't want to isolate the men because there are a lot of good men and men are stepping up to the plate including my husband who's always so supportive of me of whatever it is that I'm doing. So I didn't want to isolate and I wanted to highlight the good men in this world and showing all the moms too, that if we do this mothering right, we show them how to respect women and how they too can change the world, that this is the finished product of our good mothering. These are 50, 40, you know, 35 year old men that continues to credit their mother for the great work that they've done. So I wanted to showcase that as younger moms, these are what we look forward to. So thank you for sharing that about your son because that reminded me to let you know and let the listeners know that there are great men in this world. We just have to maybe raise them, you know, as we're growing, as they're growing up and showing them that women deserves respect just as much as they do. So yeah. last question. All right. When you heard the word mother hustler, what came into your mind and what is your definition of it? Um, so when Rikshan first told me, the first thing I thought was, um, oh my gosh, she's gotta be a total badass. <laughs> Um, and then I, I listened to that episode and I was just like, oh, oh my goodness. She has such a story and so powerful. And, um, and so for me, I mean, a mother hustler, like, like, I feel like, you know, I do that every day. Like we just, we gotta make stuff happen because, um, who else is going to, right. Um, and I don't ever want to be the person that is just waiting for someone else to give me something. <clears throat> yep. I have to go out and take it. And that to me is the, the real definition of a mother hustler is you just got to go, you got to go take it. You got to go do it because that's how it gets done. Amen to that sister. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Um, you know, like the mother on its own, it's already a hustler. Like you don't got to add the word hustler, but it's sort of like a business twist of being a mom is that mm -hmm. we are doing both and we're killing it in both. <laughs> yes. yes, we are. <laughs> so thank you for that definition. I sincerely appreciate you. I commend you for all of the things you're doing and congratulate you for overcoming the victim mentality and becoming really a badass that you are. Um, your book, girl, you're going to be killing it this year. This is your year and I am so excited to see what else you can do. So thank you for for gracing us with your story today. Thank you for being brave coming on and I appreciate you a lot. Absolutely, thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. I, um...
Hey guys, I just want to let you know that my 10-week campaign for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has just started March 2nd, and we run until May 11th to raise $150,000. We can use any donation, in-kind donation, $1, $3, $5 donation, Whatever you can do to share your blessings relative to the blessings that you have. My grandmother always used to say to me, Kareen, when you share your blessings to people, it will come back 10 times more. And I never used to really understand that statement when she used to tell me that when I was a, when, when I was a little girl. But now I totally get it. It's like, Hindsight is always 2020, and I look back to all those messages that she's been sending to me and been just really like educating me about the law of the universe and all these things without really having an explanation because she knew one day I will understand it. Guys, go to my link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Kareen Mills. When you click on the link tree, it's www.linktr.ee forward slash Kareen Mills. You'll see a link there for my donation page, and I would love your support. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for always supporting me, and I love you guys so, so much. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.